Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Let us pray together. Our Heavenly Father, the, the heavens opened. And the angels sang, and the shepherds ran, ran to see what had been announced. And Lord God, there was Mary and baby, Mary and the baby and Joseph, and they wondered what was going on, what was happening, what had happened. And Lord, there was so much joy and so much wonder. And we ask, O oh Lord, that on this Christmas night, that we might be filled with the wonder and the joy that you intend in coming to us and taking on human flesh and dwelling among us. Thank you, O Lord, for this, this great miracle of Christmas, the great miracle of all human history, the turning point of all time where you became one of us. Lord, we thank you and we ask that our lives might demonstrate the newness that is ours because of Christ who is with us. Emmanuel, we pray in his name. Amen. the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Father, thank you for this night and for all its power and hope you bestow the peace you bring, the love you lavish, and joy that lights our lives. 
We praise you most of all for your son, Jesus, the word made flesh. May he light our way all the days of our lives. Amen. From Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, thou hast increased its joy. 
They rejoice before thee as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, thou hast broken on the day as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. You know, the Christmas story, 
which we've all heard so many times. You know, it's a matter of personal privilege that tonight I'm going to use the King James Version, even though it might be incomprehensible to half of us. <laughs> but as a child, as a little boy, and as a young adult, and then as a grown man with my own kids, my dad, on Christmas Day, would pull out this Bible, and he would read from it. He'd read from the second chapter of Luke. And so the words have, and the, the way it's written, the, the, the language here in this taps deep into my own soul, and I believe it taps deep into many of our souls because it's the King James Version that is used so often in the hymns. And then in our own church, we had this stunning account of our dear brother, Peter Thomas, who at the Battle of the Bulge in Bastogne with three other soldiers was holed up in a barn and outside was a panzer tank pointed right at him. And one of the other guys said, well, Peter, your dad was a preacher. Have you got anything for us? And much to Peter's chagrin, every Sunday after church, he and his siblings had to memorize both scripture and Shakespeare and repeat it after Sunday dinner. But there they were, Christmas Eve, and they were wondering if Santa Claus would find them there. So they asked Peter if he had anything. And by heart, Peter recited these words and they speak to us all. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was the first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed even into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the, of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock, by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. 
And when they had seen it, they made note abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all, that, all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The word of the Lord. And it was on that night that for Mary and Joseph, it was probably a, a rather horrific, miserable experience. You know, people didn't stay in inns. They stayed with family. Both Joseph and Mary were of the lineage of David, and Bethlehem was the city of David. And when they came into town, nobody put them up. Family, friends, no one. And then they went to what was an inn, apparently, Nobody was there. And it was as if it wasn't bad enough that they were there to pay some stupid tax. Because of the Roman Empire wanting to fleece the people. And also, as it turns out, as the King James says, she was great with child, she was huge. In all likelihood, in the midst of all of this, she probably broke water. And they were in a state of urgency, if not panic. And they didn't know what to do. Somewhere, someone along the way pointed them to a place where at least there would be some animals that would keep things a little warmer. Nothing clean, but at least maybe warmer. We don't know what it was, perhaps a cave, perhaps a sheepfold. But we know this because it was a manger into which the baby was laying. And so Joseph and Mary give birth in this horrific setting. Joseph, in all likelihood, was mad. Mary, probably weeping, not just from childbirth, but from the set of circumstances they found themselves in. Is there a more lowly birth? Is there a more decrepit setting to be born within, to give birth to a child? And then not too far away, out in the fields, there are shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night probably passing a wineskin, probably enjoying their time together because watching sheep was not terribly difficult work. And then the heavens opened. And an angel spoke to them. And an angel said to them to go and find this child that's been laid in a manger. And then all of heaven opened and a, and a host of angels sang. And the shepherds were, of course, terrified. 
They didn't know what it was that they were experiencing. Frightened. The word of the angel always is. The word of God as it comes to us, anytime the Lord appears, the word that is given to us is don't be afraid, don't be afraid, fear not. But they saw this, the heavens closed back up, and they went. And they found Mary and Joseph. And they found a baby in a manger. That was the sign. That, that demonstrated to them that they had found exactly what they were looking for. And somehow, from that, their lives were transformed. And they went from that wondrous moment and went and told other people. So as they went all about and declared it to everyone they knew. And it was this transformative moment where, on the one hand, it was the birth of a child. On the other hand, it was spoken of by the, by the hosts of heaven. And they were privileged to see it. Three centuries later, Rome was overthrown by the faith that people had in this child that was born. Rome was overthrown and, and the Emperor Constantine declared that from that point on, Rome was a Christian empire. And Constantine's mother, Helena, journeyed to Jerusalem and then down to Bethlehem. And she had those others with her that assisted her in the travel, but she gathered up a number of, a number of items. One was supposed to be Joseph, Joseph's cloak, which he laid upon the baby. Another were some napkins that were supposedly there at the birth. And another was supposedly a little bit of hair that was from Jesus' first clipping. And they brought them back, and these are all in Rome to this day. Now, what we don't know, because we can't do the forensics to find this out, if those are real, if any of that is real. But what we do know is that Rome, when it was overthrown by this faith, Rome was accustomed to pagan mythologies that had no foundation, no root in anything historical. So here the mother of Constantine, who had lived in that kind of a culture her entire life, was so overwhelmed that here is an opportunity for her to go and see something that has happened in actual human history. Something that has a tangible aspect to it. And she was so proud to have that cloak of Joseph and to have those napkins and to have that little bit of hair from the baby Jesus. Because this was no myth. This was not something made up. This was not some story of the gods doing this and that and some heroes coming forth from it. Now, this was 
This was a child that was born in the most mean of circumstances, who grew up in a poor to, to lower middle class home, who then embarked upon his ministry and transformed the world with his word to men and women of that time. And you realize that if you take all of the words of Jesus in the scriptures and, and avoid the replication from the various gospels that use different words to repeat the, what Jesus has said, to take all the words of Jesus and repeat them from the scriptures would take only 20 minutes to read. So this baby who became a man has had such a powerful dramatic impact on human life that not only was the Roman Empire overthrown by this faith, but even more miraculously, even a, a, a greater act of wonder was that Christ has overthrown your heart and mine. Probably the hardest thing to conquer is your heart and mine. But it was his love, his transforming love, his suffering, his death, his resurrection that gave us newness of life in him. So our lives are rightly overthrown by this child who was born in Bethlehem. Will you join me in prayer? And thank you, O Father, for the gift that is ours in Christ. Thank you, O Lord, that he was not some hero, but he was lowly. And there is no depths to which our lives might descend that he hasn't experienced at first and altogether. We thank you, O Lord, for the gift that is ours, and we receive it. Your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.